Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Tuesday. I'm your host, Buck Rising, from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford, the name that you know, the brand that you trust for nearly 40 years in the industry, the official partner of the Nashville Predators, who are starting to get back on the right track, albeit against bad teams. That's okay. What is not up for debate as to whether the Nashville Predators are good or not is that Two Rivers Ford customer service is exceptional. If you go pay them a visit out in Mount Juliet or go through the uh, process online at tworiversford.com. Of course, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can get in on all manner of great profit boosts, no-brainer bets, as long as you use the promo code A to Z Sports, A-T-O-Z Sports, there in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You know, of course, that you can get satisfaction guaranteed on each and every one of your HVAC needs at Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. And if you're looking for your dream address without the stress, you know that the official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, and A to Z Sports Prime Time, Gary Ashton, will get it done for you at GaryAshton.com. Okay, so where is this coming from? Uh, Dylan Goodsell says, what about D's? Yes, very good, Dylan. Well done. You almost got me. Alabama basketball roll tide rolls is Charles, Charles Heron. Well, it is March, and Alabama's going to be playing in the tournament. Well, Tennessee, that's a different show for another day. Tennessee's going to make the tournament. That's a dumb thing for me to say. But you know what I mean. Tennessee sucks right now. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Tennessee. But we are here to talk about the Tennessee Titans and teams like the Tennessee Titans that are going to benefit in a big way from this particular round of what's happening under the COVID salary cap. Now, what I would tell you, what I would tell you is that most people, and I think the general consensus is it's going to be harder to put together a roster this year on uh, under the restrictions. We still don't know what the official salary cap number is. Uh, in fact, I think that you will uh, you will be look you will see some news on what the Titans may do tomorrow uh, if I have anything to say about it. So stay tuned for that. But you will see. Teams trying to do financial gymnastics to get under this year's salary cap or to prepare for a salary cap that may be around $180 million, about $15 million less than it has been in years past. Lewis Chesney says Von Miller time, he's not available yet, so he's not a part of this equation. But he may soon be because you see today Kyle Rudolph getting cut from the Minnesota Vikings. You see Kyle Van Noy, who is available because the Dolphins released it. You saw Henry Anderson, who I'm sure not is a not a big name in the NFL, but is a big number for the New York Jets. He was released, and you of course know him because he played well for the Indianapolis Colts when he was on their defensive line. There are a lot of veteran players that are going to have bloated salary cap numbers that are going to be cut, much like J.J. Watt just was. Nobody is going to be probably to the scale of J.J. Watt, but you'll see plenty of names, productive players still that you'll recognize, and there's a way for teams to capitalize on what this market may bear out. The Two Rivers Ford take here on a Tuesday night, Two Rivers Ford Tuesday, Two Rivers Ford take Tuesday, however you want to say it. What is more important this, this 2021 NFL season, this coming season, draft capital or short-term deals? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch TV. We are, of course, streaming live anywhere. Your Two Rivers Ford take, the question that we are posing to you, what is more important this NFL season, draft capital 
or short-term deals. Your Two Rivers Ford take. While you guys get in there in the comments section, I will remind you about the people who present the take, the same people who present the new F-150, the new electric Mach-E Mustang, the new 2021 Ford Bronco, Two Rivers Ford. I'm going to be out there at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet next Monday for the next edition of our Bronco broadcast to show off one of these new and fantastic vehicles, not necessarily just the Bronco, although we're calling it the Bronco broadcast. Just to be clean, all of these great new vehicles are available to you, as well as a massive pre-owned selection for you to choose from and a non-commissioned sales staff that's going to make it very, very easy on you to go through the car search process or, if you so choose, the car buying experience. Two Rivers Ford, powered by Ford, driven, just like this show, by the people or online at Two Rivers Ford. Com. What is more important this season, this season specifically? Because I think there is going to be something created by this, this bloodbath, essentially, of veteran uh, NFL player contracts out there who are still in the middle of their second deals, and some of them, you know, early into their third deals, but less, less so to that extent. The second, the second contracts for many of these NFL players who have proven themselves to earn those contracts, but it's just not financially financially sustainable in a year where your salary cap is going to lose $15 million as opposed to gaining $10 million is, has been the, I think, the custom for about seven years now with the way that the salaries have inflated, with the way that the market has inflated. And as Jared points out on Periscope, hopefully this TV deal goes through and makes the cap go up according to a report. That's still out there. It's not yet. Uh, obviously, the salary cap number is not official. They're trying to get as much of the finances together as they can so that they can then decide on the salary cap and make life a lot easier. What is more important, draft capital this season or short-term deals? Steven on YouTube says draft capital. Durka also on YouTube disagrees. He says short-term deals. Acclimation in the NFL is harder during COVID times. That's very true. Think of how much, think of how much, and listen, you know, Isaiah Wilson and the Titans draft class this year failed on a great many levels, whether it be due to behavior issues in the case of Isaiah, whether it be Due to injury, like Darrington Evans and Christian Fulton, Lorel Murchison was not a factor. Chris Jackson gave you some snaps, but really not anywhere close. The best part of the Titans 2021, or excuse me, 2020 draft class or rookie class was a rookie who didn't get drafted, Tier Tart, who was a stud for them in the middle of the defensive line. I think he has good potential, but he was not drafted, of course, so the expectations are lower. Think about whether it's Isaiah's behavioral problems or not, if you want to call them behavioral problems, if you want to call them, you know, whatever you want to call them. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to classify it as one thing because I think there's a bunch of stuff going on there. And I, you know, it's it sucks. Uh, if you're a Titans fan, it sucks if you're Isaiah, it sucks if you're John Robinson and Mike Brabel. Like this is this is an unfortunate situation. But for the rest of them, how much more would they have benefited had they been able to take OTAs? preseason games even, to get reps, to understand the full NFL experience. For their first time in the stadium, not to be a, essentially a, a, a scrimmage practice where Mike Vrabel just wants to take them into Nissan Stadium, get them familiar with their their you know their essentially onboarding process on game day, where everything is, where the hell the locker room is, where the tunnel is, all this stuff. Think about how much easier the life of the rookies would have been had they had all the comforts of a normal rookie season. And so what Dirk at times says there, I think – takes takes good uh takes is worth noting that the acclimation during this past season and likely this coming season because I saw uh, I saw good news from uh I saw a press conference that 
President Joe Biden gave today about them being having enough to vaccinate uh, the the America the adult population in the United States of America by May, hopefully, or having enough vaccine uh, uh, quantity of vaccine to be able to do that. It would be hugely promising, not just for football, but for just resuming normal life, for God's sakes. Um, and so, you know, we're all actively rooting for that, of course. But in the meantime, everything's being done virtually. Everything remains virtual. And so these short-term deals, as C. Smith 0607 on Periscope points out, short-term deals without the combine and in-person meetings, definitely free agency. Jamie agrees. Artemis on Facebook says the draft cap. Uh, so he believes that I am lying in that short-term deals would even be uh, close. Dom is with uh, is with Jamie and C. Smith, as well as Durka on YouTube. Dom says short-term deals. Let's do it the Bucks way. Go rogue. Super team up. Let's get the championship. Go all in. And you're going to see the market that I'm kind of referring to because you saw a bunch of it today. As I mentioned, Kyle Rudolph, Henry Anderson, Kyle Van Noy, players who you recognize who can help you achieve the ultimate goal and can do it on short-term deals and can also Actually, I'll explain more about that on the other side after we let Rap Sheet tell you the latest on one of these free agents who would be a damn good fit for the Titans. Yeah, and, and this transaction, which Mike, of course, reported, I would not expect today because the Miami Dolphins are still going to try to trade Kyle Van Noy to someone, potentially to the Patriots. There's, there other, there's a couple other Patriots-themed teams out there that maybe could use a linebacker. Tennessee Titans would be one. Potentially as well. The contract is tough. It's a lot of money, especially in this climate with the cap lower. So I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I would expect the Dolphins to at least try to trade him and get something for him before outright releasing him. So going to get a new team. Just remains to be seen how the transaction will be processed. So the report and Cam Cam Wolf, our friend from uh, from ESPN, who used to cover the Titans, now covers the Dolphins, had alluded to this that they were exploring the Dolphins were, the possibility of cutting Kyle Van Noy. Now, what Rapsheet is saying is it's not official yet. Uh, no transaction has been made official and that they are still trying to shop him. So it's kind of like an Isaiah Wilson thing. He's only on the roster because they had, they're trying to find a trade partner, and so far they can't, right? That's being put out there to Rappaport so that there can be potentially a market drummed up in Kyle Van Noy. But as he mentioned, the contract is going to be difficult for any team to take on. So how does this apply to the Tennessee Titans. Well, I'll tell you how here in just a second, right after a quick reminder from the fine folks here at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. I am currently in my dream address without the stress. I have a beautiful three-bedroom home that I purchased through the Gary Ashton team. It's right by St. Thomas Sports Park, the Tennessee Titans practice facility. It's right by Nissan Stadium. It's right by everything that I need to be around, downtown, everything. My life is very easy because I used the Ashton team. I found the most convenient place for me. I found a place that was up and coming in terms of the neighborhood and was great in terms of investment. My my property has gone up substantially in the less than the two years that I've lived in my home, courtesy of the Gary Ashton team, the official real estate agent of the Preds, the Titans, and A to Z Sports Prime Time. Trust Gary Ashton at GaryAshton.com. His team will take care of you the same way that they took care of me. Okay, so what this means for teams like the Tennessee Titans, because the question that I asked you is short-term deals or draft capital. What's more important in this particular season? Uh, Jeff Sawyer says short-term deals. Matthew Eggers says it really depends on where your team is. Titans need a couple short deals 
on defense. And so here's the larger point, because I think Matthew hits it on the head. If you are one of these teams who in the year or two years now, going on two years of COVID-19, your Super Bowl window coincides with everything that the pandemic has wrought, shorter off seasons, no preseason games, difficulties in talent evaluation with the draft, difficulties financially because you can't have customers into the stadium. It's going to cost you on the salary cap. You can borrow against future seasons, but the NFL is not in the business of losing money until a global pandemic hits, right? So how many teams Super Bowl windows align with this particular pandemic? Turns out quite a few. You could look at the Green Bay Packers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers just maximized there. For as long as Patrick Mahomes is a Kansas City Chief, or as long as Patrick Mahomes is in the league, honestly, and stays healthy, he is always going to have a Super Bowl window available to them. And then there are the Tennessee Titans, whose roster construction really, really has them needing to make a push this year or next year to be able to maximize the abilities of Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, Guys, Taylor Lewan, Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry, this roster is constructed to compete. So when you have a situation like COVID-19 that's going to make you, you know, do some do some roster trimming, cut some of the fat, and trim some of these veteran contracts like Adam Humphreys that are going to allow you or cause you to be unflexible when it comes to trying to improve your team this offseason, this year more than any other year. You have the ability to say to a team, okay, listen, we think that we are, you know, we won't, won't say one, one piece away from winning a Super Bowl because the only team that really has ever been that is Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like that's a, that's damn near a one-off in terms of a team actually being just one player away. And even then Brady recruited Antonio Brown. He recruited uh, Rob Gronkowski, guys that he, Leonard Fournette, that he wanted to make sure that the Buccaneers got. Once the Jags made him available, all of these things were done because yes, Tom Brady is, is an attraction. Tom Brady is a draw. People want to play with Tom Brady, but also Tom said, listen, let's go all in and win a Super Bowl. I'm trying to win a Super Bowl this year. I got, I have a window. I have a window that I can maximize. You know who else has a window that has a good competitive roster, a talented offense and a defense that needs short-term help. The Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry is a player that uh, is a person that players want to play with. Ryan Tannehill has an offense and a mastery of what was Arthur Smith's offense. We'll see what it looks like under Todd Downing. Of course, there's going to be transitions that happen, and that only that's that's a product of being good. You're going to have people try to hire your good parts away or pay your good parts to come to their team and make them better. So what I would say, um, what I would say to you is that there are a lot of reasons for short-term deals to take precedent over necessarily trying to nail your draft picks. Of course, you're going to try to nail your draft picks, but you want to make sure that your miss rate is lessened by the fact that you have proven NFL players that you can say, hey, come play here for a year. Next year, when everything gets more closer to normal, more closer, gets closer to normal, you can cash in again. You can go get paid again. Come play here on a one-year deal and let's go win a chip. That's the selling point that Matthew Eggers is kind of describing when you talk about teams within a super, a, excuse me, within a certain Super Bowl window. The Tennessee Titans are one of these teams. The Green Bay Packers, the, the, the Los Angeles Rams, the list goes on and on. Although that's kind of, yeah, actually with Stafford, I forgot that Jared Goff doesn't play there anymore. So all there are a great many teams that can have that as a sales pitch. 
but very few of them have an offense that's built to succeed as well as the Titans and potentially, by the way, I think it's leaning, it's leaning towards based on where the, uh, the winds of, uh, the winds of change or, or I don't even know how you would say it, the winds of free agency are, are moving. I think it's moving closer and closer to a Corey Davis extension here in Tennessee, which I did not think would be the case more than a month ago. I would say, I thought the Corey was going to be one that they let walk. The more that I, the more that we get further into this process, the closer that we get to the actual beginning of free agency, I really do think that Corey Davis is the one that's going to receive the extension. But again, this remains to be seen. Um, and so the offense is constructed well. The offense works well. The offense, you know, the offense slaps. And and hopefully Todd Downing can try and maintain 30.1 points per game and have an offense that gets you to a division title and 11 and 5 and just gets the defense a little bit better with these short-term deals that you have available. Ryan Kerrigan, Kyle Van Noy, Justin Houston, all veterans that can still produce at a high level. Hell, Kyle, Kyle Rudolph. You think you can get Kyle Rudolph for cheaper than you can get Jonu Smith? Do it, right? Jonu's a great player, but if you think that you can maximize your window, you can keep Ferkser, you can find, you can draft a tight end or draft an effing tight end, right? Like Delaney Walker said. Uh, nobody is irreplaceable, okay? That's the thing that I think the more that I spend more time in football, the more time that I spend covering football, the thing that I kind of discover is GMs are way too married to their own guys. And why wouldn't they be, right? They're way too married to their own guys because they did the scouting or their staff did the scouting and they approved the final draft pick and they drafted the player. And then they, you know, they, in some cases, they may have paid the player a second contract. But in those situations, you have to understand that there are many other players that can do a lot of the same things that players that you drafted did, right? You can't be too married to your guys, but if it helps you get over the top to keep one unit together, like the offense, and blow the other one up because it sucked last year, of course, the coaching needs to get better. That's a factor in this as well. In fact, you can listen to today's 615 Sessions podcast. Shil Kapadia, who's one of the best NFL writers, he covers the NFL at large for the athletic. He spent time with the Seattle Seahawks at ESPN during his during the Legion of Boom, the Super Bowl run, the multiple Super Bowl runs. He spent time with Carson Wentz and the Super Bowl team that ended up going to uh, uh, in Philadelphia. They, Shield Kapati has seen any number of NFL defenses and how the NFL is involved. And he's a really, really talented talent evaluator, which is why he's doing great free agency primers. Long story short, what Shield Kapati has said to me on today's 615 Sessions podcast is that the Titans coaching staff needs to figure out how to do more with less. That's a coaching thing. It's not just a player personnel failure, although it was that too. Let's not make a mistake. It can be both things. But if you have the ability, if you're John Robinson, to fire off a bunch of one-year deals and make a run at it, then the coaching has to step up as well. And that is something that I think can be the recipe, the formula for building a contender for teams like the Titans who are in this window that they can potentially maximize. Karen O'Keefe says, I love the name T.R. Tart. I really, it's, a, it's a good name. It's a great name for a football player. Uh, short term, we are in championship window. That won't last more than a few years. Uh, dude, you are obsessed, says Lee Hobbs. Uh, what am I obsessed with? You got to let me know what I'm obsessed with. You got to be more specific, unless you're not talking to me, Lee, because again, I can't see when you guys are talking to each other in the comment section. It only shows me everybody's comments, uh, in the, in one column with the way that I use, that I do this show. Jeremy Piper says he would love to grab Kyle Rudolph. Cap Hell could, uh, could have come at a worse time, says Jared. Couldn't have come at a worse time. Well, listen, again, 
you you have the ability to be flexible. You have the ability to make adjustments. You have the ability to get guys to restructure or, or hell, do what a lot of these teams are doing. Cut the guys that you think that you can replace. You think that you can draft a corner better than Malcolm Butler and put pieces around him to improve the defense? Do it. I think Malcolm Butler was their best corner last year. And if it's not good enough to get it done because you played for one of the worst defenses in the history of the NFL, then let go and let God. Don't be married to your guys if you have the ability to be flexible. Ben Jones is another one. Ben Jones is great. Ben Jones is a badass. Ben Jones toughed it out in a way that I don't think many, very many football players could have done last year. And he played one of his best seasons. And also, Ben Jones would save you $6 million if you cut him and opted to go younger or find somebody who can play at a reasonable level close to Ben Jones. You don't want to mess the whole thing up just for the sake of trying to save money. That's not what I'm suggesting at all. But do not be so married to your players because you know them, you're comfortable with them, you've seen a body of work that you like, and you assume that it's going to carry over from one year to the next. Very rarely, especially on defense, does that happen. And maybe you think that the, the, the defensive players that the Titans had last year deserve another chance. I don't know. But I'm telling you that I would say it is okay this year to go mercenary, to pay a bunch of dudes who aren't loyal to the Tennessee Titans but are loyal to the Titans because they're going to win a championship in the one year that they, they're they here, and next year they're going to go get the bag. That's how a lot of these veterans are going to look at their potentials, at their prospective jobs, and there will be a lot of teams trying to do the same thing that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did last year uh, and, uh, and, and go about – and go about trying to construct a, a super team, for lack of a better term, or one close to it. Rob Foster says, Ben Jones and I have had a few conversations over social media. That really is nothing, but it makes me feel different about him. Don't want him to go. Ben, listen, I I uh I would tell you that I would tell you that I I really Ben Jones's interactions with us are different than who Ben Jones really is, right? And that's not Ben's fault. Like it doesn't benefit Ben Jones to say anything interesting to the media. I, I don't fault him for for being not and it's not that it's not that he's not engaging. It's just that Ben uh, benefits Ben nothing to say interesting things to us, especially on a Zoom call. Uh, so I would say to you that. You know, I'm not actively rooting for Ben to go either. In fact, I think Ben means a lot to that football team. If you go, li if you listen to the Raw Room podcast, right? No free ads, but the Raw Room, it's hosted by Darren Bates. It's a really, really good podcast. He's done one recently with Will Compton, and he did another one previously with Jameel Douglas. And what essentially the conversations were about from guys who have been on different teams is that there are very, very few NFL teams like the Tennessee Titans, at least in the locker room. Because Ben Jones will hang out with Kevin Byard. We'll chop it up with Darren Bates. We'll do, we'll do the gritty with Derrick Henry after he scores a touchdown. There are players like Ben Jones, and he's not the only one, but he's a big part of that, that unify the locker room, that develop this, this culture legitimately. And I think he's a huge part of that. So what you're saying about feeling differently about him because you had a conversation with him, I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure I know his teammates feel the exact same way. But there are some things, I mean, it's going to happen at some point. And it's just a matter of, do you, do you value what Ben gives you right now in terms of on the field? Because he was a good player last year. Let's, let's make no mistake about it. Ben Jones had a good season. And he's a good locker room presence. And he's good for the young guys. And he's good for the veterans. And he's good at bringing guys together. Do you think it's worth rocking the boat to, to save some money on, a, on an expensive center contract or money more money than you might have to pay 
another center who can do similar things football-wise to Ben Jones. I think you're playing a risky game at that point, but it's absolutely something that has to be on the table. Everything has to be on the table right now, especially for the window that you're in. You guys know this. Free agent frenzy. It's going to get nuts. It's going to be fun. And we're going to have a lot of different places to talk about this, by the way. Stay tuned uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, you, uh, lots of locker room guys last year, says Clark Brandon. Um, God, I don't know if replacing a center is a good idea in a championship window, says Dylan. Uh, listen, I'm again, I'm not advocating for Ben Jones specifically. I'm just saying that Ben Jones money wise makes a lot of sense. Okay. Uh, I will 931 says A to Z Instagram mentioned Kerrigan, Van Noy, and Justin Houston. And I love that. Well, you know who takes the, who answers the questions on the A to Z Instagram every Tuesday? Me. It's me. I, you know, it's, it's not that I, I'm not, listen, I'm not running everything at A to Z. There's, there's too much going on at A to Z sports, not just in Nashville, but in Dallas and in Kansas city. I'm not, I'm not out here running the show, but I do do the questions on Tuesday. Um, so if you, if you're, if you're mentioning that you're mentioning something that I also do, which I'm probably going to do more of them after that. And by the way, you can go to the A to Z sports Instagram story every Tuesday and I will answer damn near all of your Titan questions. I try to get to as many of them as possible. I only have so many hours in the day. I try to get through about 40 you guys send me about 80 to 120 on any given day uh, or any given week. And I appreciate your uh, participation in that just as I appreciate your participation in here. I got a lot of stuff to do, but I'm trying to do it for the people. You also have to be able to replace them easier said than done, says Times for Life. Of course. I, again, maybe Ben Jones. Ben Jones, <clears throat> ben Jones is a good example for this reason and this reason alone. Because Ben Jones is a difficult decision for all the reasons that Titans for life. And, uh, and forgive me, I've forgotten who, who made the comment on Facebook about replacing it. Dylan. Um, several of you have brought up Ben Jones, but this is what I'm saying. Like they're going to be difficult decisions. Like I'm sure it wasn't easy for Minnesota to get rid of Kyle, Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph has been great for them. I'm sure it wasn't easy for the dolphins to get rid of Kyle Van Noy. Kyle Van Noy was really good for them and played for Super Bowls and fits very well with what the dolphins under Brian Flores Wants to do, Dylan says, Buck just hates Ben Jones. Yes, you caught me. <laughs> no. I feel like I would very much like Ben Jones if I could talk to Ben Jones as a human instead of as a press Zoom interview subject. Those are always the worst place to deal with people in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Coach Payton says, Taylor Lewan going to restructure that highest paid left tackle deal. Buddy, I don't know if you've, looking at the, if you've looked at the numbers for left tackles lately, but Taylor's nowhere close to the top. In fact... Taylor this year at like 13 mil, he's a pretty good value. And of course, you, you have to see what he looks like off the ACL. And ACLs are much more routine. So you feel a lot more confident about that. But like uh, Taylor Lewan, the deal from what is that, almost three years ago now, if not three off seasons ago at this point, Taylor Lewan is a very good value. That's why you sign long-term contracts because they age well most of the time. Uh, not always, you know, they, they gotta, it's gotta be the right player. Uh, I honestly think JJ Watt wasn't going to an AFC, uh, AFC South team says Anthony Owens. Well, you know what? That's a good transition. Anthony, thank you for being better at my job than I am. Let's talk about JJ Watt and why he didn't land in the AFC South, because what he said today in his press conference with the Arizona media, that was just insufferable to watch live treat. And I honestly thought it was funny because I knew that I, you know, if JJ had come to the Titans, I would have been tweeting out the same dumb shit. Um, and it's fun, but it's funny from the outside because you, you know you have, you have a moment of self awareness. Looking at this, I'm like, why are why are these reporters making such a big deal out of this dumb quote? This is stupid. And then you remember, oh, that's you know that's our job. And JJ Watt is saying it, so of course it's going to get traction. This is life. Uh, so sometimes you got to just take a step back. Anyway, 
Let's talk about Jonathan Joseph because Jonathan Joseph, scourge of the Tennessee Titans defense last year, so much so, not as much as Vic Beasley, but so much so that he got cut before Vic Beasley, as a matter of fact. Jonathan Joseph was a big reason, according to J.J. Watt, that J.J. went to Arizona. So the question that producer Reed, all credit in the world to him for coming up with this question, would you have kept Jonathan Joseph if it meant getting J.J. Watt? <laughs> it's a crazy... It is honestly, it's the perfect question because it made me laugh out loud when he said it to me. And I thought it was an exceptional because it is one terrible thing for one thing that you really wanted and terrible on the football field. Of course, uh, the, uh, the situation, uh, the situation for the, uh, for the Tennessee Titans is it's not the fault of, of Jonathan Joseph as a, as a person. I hear he's an incredibly good human being. Um, and it's unfortunate that, you know, he had to be the subject of as much uh, vitriol and, and angst as he was for a bad secondary, of course. But would you have kept Jonathan Joseph if it meant getting J.J. Watt? Uh, Reed, perhaps change the tweet that you just put out because Jonathan Joseph has an H-J-O-H-N. He is one of those Jonathans, like Jonathan Cyprian. Um, you know, just to be respectful because you want to be respectful. While you guys do that, I will tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. We do this show, of course, from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. And you know that you must use the promo code A to Z Sports to get all manner of great offers that they are providing for you. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app, will make sure that you are in the best position to make some money. I, in fact, just got a check today in the mail from DraftKings Sportsbook because I've been making all manner of money on things like what they have provided for you the chance for all new players to cash $100 right out the gate. It's real simple. You've heard me talk about this before. New customers can bet $1 on any basketball team, whether it's college or pro, to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. And if your team makes it rain, you cash $100. If basketball isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook has daily odds on hockey, soccer, Everything across the board. I could bet tennis if I want. I could bet MMA. I could bet boxing matches over the weekend. I could do whatever I want within the sports realm, for the most part, in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So go download that app, DraftKings Sportsbook app, right now. Use the promo code A to Z Sports. You get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three pointer in any basketball game this week. Promo code A to Z Sports, just as you see behind me there. A-T-O-Z Sports for new customers to get a shot at 100 to 1 odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Winnings paid out in four $25 free bets. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure you use the promo code A2Z Sports. Would you have kept Jonathan Joseph if it meant getting J.J. Watt? Here was J.J. Watt today. He was announced as an Arizona Cardinal yesterday, a move that shocked the football world. For the most part, apparently shocked everybody but J.J. Watt because he kept saying all signs kept pointing to Arizona. And part of the reason was damn Jonathan Joseph. Yeah, I mean, first, first and foremost is play on the field. I mean, it's Tackles for loss, it's sacks, it's batted balls, it's going out there and making plays, changing the game, helping swing momentum, it's taking blockers off of other guys. Whatever I need to do from a playing standpoint, uh, it's that. It's dominating. Um, this isn't like a, 
it's dominating. That's what I'll say. Um, and then from a leadership standpoint, I'm coming in here to try and help um, teach these young guys, to help show them, to, to help show them the way, to help um, be an example for them to follow in terms of work, but also to cultivate the work they're already doing. I mean, I was in the weight room this morning, and there's a big group of guys in there lifting and wanting to get better and wanting to grow. Um, I'm here to just help that. And if they have questions, if they want to learn anything, if there's anything that I can do to help lead them and take them to that next level, that's what I'm here to do. Um, but make no mistake, I'm also here to go dominate on the field and help us win games. Oh, super serious, J.J. Watt. Would you have kept Jonathan Joseph if it meant getting J.J. Watt? Houston, we have a problem, says Coach Payton. Deshaun leaving the AFC South would give Tanny time or uh, keys to the division. Mr. Aurelio says a hell no, hell to the no, to the no, 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 right? Like hell no. With <laughs> And listen, I, I was – I, I honestly felt bad sometimes last season for as harshly as I was criticizing Jonathan Joseph because sometimes it felt when I would listen back to things because um, sometimes I listen back to things to make sure that I you know that I'm getting better at this right it's like watching film watch the tape and improve uh, even as much as I hate I you know I, I hate to listen to myself and it's you, that may sound ridiculous because I sit in here five nights a week and talk to myself and you know twice a week in addition to that on a podcast that I do largely by myself with guests that I invite onto the podcast. So maybe it sounds ridiculous for you to, for me to tell you that I don't like listening to myself talk, but you know, you have to, you have to listen to yourself to make sure that you're getting better to improve. And so sometimes I would listen to myself last season and I would hear how harshly I was talking about Jonathan Joseph as a football player, not as a person. Again, everything from people who have played with him, from people who were in the locker room with him this year, that he was a really, really good guy. But that's just not what he was. It's just not what they, he was just, he wasn't here, unfortunately, for him to just be a good guy because he had to play, right? The injuries were terrible in the secondary early on. When you have no Christian Fulton, when you have no Adore Jackson, and Jonathan Joseph is unfortunately for everybody involved, including Jonathan Joseph, forced into action. Now, he ended up giving the Arizona Cardinals some good snaps, turns out, because he went there after he was released here in, I think, early November is when they cut. Joseph and Vic Beasley. Joseph, of course, came first. Um, but Tanner, Puka, Jared, Dylan all say no. Dylan emphatically says absolutely not. Do you think we go after Bud Dupree? Says Anthony Owens. I, you know, we're talking about JJ Watt right now. We'll save we'll save the Dupree show for another day. Joseph's still getting his burns. It's tough. <laughs> it was really bad. Like it was really, really bad. And just you could see. Because what you were watching with Jonathan Joseph was a player like who you could see in front of you, snap by snap, game by game, losing confidence. Because he just couldn't play. And they were asking him to play a lot because they had to. He was on the roster. They paid him. He's, he's there as a depth piece, as a as a player to mentor, as a reason, by the way, to help get you Davion Clowney, which he did. Jonathan Joseph did his job. And so what I'm saying to you is he did his job in Arizona, too, because he was a big part, apparently, of the recruiting pitch to J.J. Watt, which yeah, – I you know, I don't understand the dynamics there. I don't know the dynamics there. And so I won't, I can't act like I'm surprised by that. But all of those things uh, uh, suffice to say what the situation with uh, with J.J. Watt happened in Arizona in part due to Jonathan Joseph, which I find to be hilarious. Heck no, says Karen O'Keefe. Bart Stockard says no. No more former Texans, says Lee Hobbs. It's like the Patriots. You guys are sick of former Patriots. You are sick of, uh, you are sick of, former Texans as well. 
not take back Pac-Man to get Lawson, though, says I will, 931, get out of here. Uh, I still wouldn't do it, says Ty Waller. Joseph was awful for us. Yes, I know. I just, that's I, that's largely my feeling as well. Um, I, uh, I would say to you that, uh, no, <laughs> just, just really, really no, as it relates to Jonathan Joseph and the Tennessee Titans. And it's not personal, uh, for Jonathan Joseph. Again, I have to say that every time I talk about Jonathan Joseph, because I sound so mean every time I mention Jonathan Joseph's name, but it really was such a bad situation here. And you would rather be done with Jonathan Joseph and not run the risk of JJ Watt ending up washed for 15 and a half million dollars a year on your roster. Even as he put together a productive season last year. No, it's the answer to the question. We don't like to do yes or no questions around here, but that is a big no. Uh, we know his job after football college recruiter says it, Mr. O'Reilly, listen, all props, all props to Jonathan Joseph, by the way, like if you can prolong your career, because you're recruited, you're good at recruiting your buddies to come play for whichever team opts to sign you so that you can help them recruit free agents. Great for Jonathan Joseph. Keep taking those paychecks to do that. I think that's fantastic. I think that's exceptional. Wasn't he for Clowney and us last year since Times College? Yeah, he's a big reason why Jadavion uh, Clowney, Brable and the fit and opportunity and all those things and the ability to, you know, play for a good team um, with, with, you know, hopes of cashing in again. Uh, had his meniscus not torn, <laughs> Jonathan Joseph was a big part of this, uh, of getting him here. And it sounds like he did the thing for JJ, did the same thing for JJ Watt. So good for him. Again, he's just making money of uh, of all the things that is going on. Um, Vrabel playing off of the offense as Dadson Worldwide on YouTube with a super conservative scheme. It's no risk and all about forcing field goals. It's not by design trying to win on every snap or risk of giving up fast TDs, even though uh, I think Dadson's, it's com the comment is too big for the uh, for what I'm seeing here, or at least for the chunk that the, the program is allowing me to see. So I, I don't think you're able to complete your thought there, Dadson. Um, M. Botsko, okay, you're not talking to me. Uh, when is the next variable presser, says Domino? Well, this, is, this is something that's interesting. Um, uh, Buck, you are an outrageous, sensational bullshitter, says Walkie Tonkey TV. Thanks. Yeah, listen, you're welcome. I'm good. That's why they pay me. <laughs> and and largely because my bullshit's correct. Like, it's not like it's just bullshit. It's, it's not just bullshit for the sake of saying bullshit. Uh, you know, the, the vast majority of people will tell you here, and I, I'm, not, I'm not here to cite my own credentials, but I'm literally the only person here that can stick up for myself. So what I'll say to you is the bullshit largely true. <laughs> it's just I say it in ways that's uh, entertaining. I hope so. Uh, coach Peyton says, Buck, Zach and Austin should be on the 104.5, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. show. They need help bad. Um, yeah, I hear they've got a big announcement. SL Curry's asking me if I'm a part of that. Um, so I would say, oh yeah, I got distracted. My bad. When is the next variable presser? Um, so we don't know. <laughs> the thing about that is, uh, the thing about that is Mike would normally talk to us this time of year. And so far he has not done that. Now it's not, uh, you know, I don't know why that's the case is what I will say. Well, I can guess why it's the case. I think that Mike Vrabel hates the zooms. In fact, I know Mike Vrabel hates the zooms because what are the zooms? The zooms are wildly inefficient. The Zooms, Mike Vrabel is somebody, whatever you think of Mike, and I, by the way, I still think he's a good coach, even as the criticism 
uh, continues to come down for you guys. I understand why you feel as harshly about Mike Vrabel the way that you do. But I would say to you, uh, <laughs> Austin Stanley just tweeted me. Oh, hell no. <laughs> my question. I, uh, that made me laugh, but, um, my best, my educated guess, cause it's not just a guess. It's an educated guess. Uh, Mike doesn't want to do a zoom right now. If he doesn't have to do a zoom and not all the head coaches are having to do zooms. It's a part it's, it's honestly, and this is inside baseball stuff. And I don't, you know, we're, we're running out of time here and I want to get to going viral. Um, but the pandemic and the virtual nature of everything has made it much easier for football teams and sports organizations at large. It's not just football teams, but football people to duck more press, to duck what would normally be their media obligation. So you haven't heard from Mike Vrabel since I think virtual locker room cleanout day. And that's not on accident because an educated guess would say to you that Mike Vrabel put out a statement about Shane Bowen and he don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, so take that for what it's worth. Now the GM has talked to us recently. And in fact, I would, uh, I would stay, I would keep an ear to the ground tomorrow for something, uh, related to the GM as well. And perhaps it has something to do with everything, you know, announcements that are being talked about. Anthony Owen says, when am I taking over the midday on the zone? Anthony, listen, I got an agent. If, uh, uh, as soon as, you know, wherever my agent tells me, uh, not wherever my agent tells me, I obviously have a good, good, big say in it, but uh, by the way, I love doing the primetime show. I love doing the 615 sessions podcast. That podcast is my baby. I would die for that podcast. I would fight for that podcast just as I would die and fight for all of you that keep, uh, you know, that pay my mortgage <laughs> essentially for me to do this primetime show. Uh, so, you know, when, when the zone makes whatever announcement that they're making tomorrow, uh, we'll keep our ears to the ground. And we will see what results of that uh, from there. So interesting, says, uh, interesting, says um, AJ, who wouldn't, especially as a coach? That's what I'm saying. Like Mike's Mike's whole life is built around efficiency, right? And there is nothing more. And listen, I love all of my Titans media family. We are old. We are not. I am not old. I am not yet 30. I am three years away from being 30. I am very happy with the fact that I can still tell myself mostly that I'm still under 30. Um, but largely the Titans media core is old. And they and and listen, I love Teresa. I love Teron. I love John Glennon. I love Kaharski. All of these people are my friends. Terry McCormick. But when Terry sounds like he's zooming in from, from Mars on a 45-second delay and Mike is sitting there miserable in his office because... Mike Vrabel, whose entire worldview is built around efficiency, is sitting there fielding the most inefficient questions in the most inefficient way humanly possible. Pete Carroll wants the Zooms to stay, probably because the Seattle media core is more tech-savvy than the Tennessee Titans media core. But I assure you that as much as Mike Vrabel doesn't like how often he has to talk to us, Mike Vrabel would much rather do these things in person and just get them done rather than do all of the things that the Zoom has to do. Uh, honestly, no one wants to see a Brable Zoom either. He gives absolutely nothing to the media since times for life. I mean, like my thing with Vrabel is that you have to ask him questions that are intellectually stimulating, that are football stimulating. Because I, listen, I'm a psychopath. I read through the the Titans, like all of the transcripts. We have, the, the best thing about the Tennessee Titans, at least from a media perspective, is their PR stuff. Their PR stuff is so good. Like, honestly, I, I've only ever worked with one, so I can't speak to what it would be like to work with, you know, the, the Indianapolis Colts, the Kansas City Chiefs, or, or 
other teams, right? This is the only team that I've ever covered uh, in, in five years of being employed and out of college. Almost six now, because again, I'm getting old. Um, but but the Tennessee Titans PR staff are absolute studs across the board. And, uh, and I think that they have a they they produce the they produce the transcript for us where they type out every you know every question every answer of every zoom that we do right it has to be a mind-numbing job and I read through these transcripts afterwards because I'm looking for different stories to write or maybe I missed something in live time because I'm tweeting out a quote or something like that and the more that I read these godforsaken transcripts the more I get why Vrabel is miserable doing these things because we get lazy uh, and we ask him the same questions. And some of us just ask questions to hear our voices heard. And that's a problem. And I don't blame Mike for hating it at all. So I I get why people don't like the way Mike comes off in the Zoom press conferences. I also thoroughly understand it because I'm a part of every one of those two. And they are mind-numbing some days. And it's only it's only fun when Mike snaps at one of us. <laughs> and then we can laugh at everybody. Uh, <laughs> unmute your mic, John Glennon, says Coach Payton. Oh, my God. It's so bad. It's so bad. Mike usually rolls his eyes at a lot of questions. I mean, honestly, um, the <laughs> Jimmy Morris says, don't lie. All those people are at your friend. No, they really are. I mean, they like I'm not I'm not on bad terms with okay, so friends is probably a, a stretch, but it's not like I'm not friendly with everybody. Like I hang out with I hang out with Paul outside of work. I hang out with I mean, I know Hutton and, and Chad aren't day-to-day Titans media members. But I hang out with media people. I hang out with Tehran outside. I've been to family Thanksgiving at Tehran's house. Like I am, I am. Teresa is somebody who I rely on a great deal. Is like a, a guiding presence without the in the absence of my parents here for the first five years of me, you know, trying to be an adult. Teresa Walker was an exceptional resource for me. You know, it's like my work mom, right? So all these people are, you know, I, I get what Jimmy's saying, but like all of these people are are good people and people that I am friendly with if not outright like best friends right that they are my they are my media family i really do i really do think who the hell is calling me right now i'm getting facetimed <laughs> sorry that's not somebody i need to talk to right now although it would be useful um maybe well, well anyway <laughs> i don't know if you guys could hear me getting facetimed in the middle of that i'm getting facetimed again this is unbelievable no respect absolutely no respect here on the primetime show anyway <laughs> let's move on oh my god a third time i don't think there's a way for me to turn uh turn this thing on do not disturb but i'm gonna kill somebody (laughs) you know what there is beauty (laughs) absolutely beautiful we are rolling jim wyatt you guys hear it (laughs) those aren't the people i'm talking about says jimmy well i don't know who you're talking about then why'd you get that one guy cussed out by pk on the internet this quest man you guys are gonna make me do a long show tonight you know what that's okay because i'm in a great mood i'm in a fantastic mood if you guys want to hang out a little longer than we normally do that's cool um because we've gone we've gone long since away and we'll get the gone viral at the end of the show of course um actually before before i before i tell you about what paul did just absolutely assassinate Braden gall on the internet the other day i'll quickly tell you about the fine folks at Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. That's where you go for satisfaction guaranteed on each and every one of your HVAC needs. They will hook you up the same way that they take care of all of their customers, not just in the mid-state, because they have three locations. They service Tennessee. They service Kentucky as well. They are all over the place, and they will come to your home and make sure that you are in a better spot than when they found you. Brymac.com. 
B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac Mechanical. Okay. So why did I get that one guy cussed out by Paul on the end? <laughs> well, one, let me say this. And I, I was egging Paul on behind the scenes in text. I'll be completely honest about that. Like, I was absolutely dog. I was <laughs> absolutely getting after him uh, in that regard and just kind of like prodding him a little more. You know, go, you know it's just... Uh, and Brayden Gall is the one guy, right? Brayden Gall is somebody who I used to work with uh, at 1025. Brayden is a lovely human being. Uh, Brayden is also exceptionally annoying on the internet. He is just so, he seems to butt into conversations where he could not be less wanted. And that's something that I've told Brayden to his face a million times. In fact, I've told Brayden that I, uh, that I, he is my, Brayden is also my friend. Paul is also my friend. Brayden is somebody who annoys me to my core, okay? And so what I what I did is that Paul and, and Chad and Hutton, they're getting ready to launch the new OutKick thing, and I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm excited for him. I can't wait to see what it looks like, and I hope Clay Travis is nowhere near it, but, you know, such is life. These are my feelings about Clay personally, or not personally. I don't know him personally, just professionally. I think I, I think the whole Clay Travis thing is so much. Um, but uh, so, so Paul is not doing anything right now. He's waiting until I think their show starts – the new show starts on March 15th, and so he's bored on the internet. He's writing a Titans article and then doing what with the rest of his day? Taking pictures, getting photographed for the new for the new Outkick rollout. Good stuff, right? And so, by the way, their new logo looks good. I saw Outkick 360 up from midday 180, so that's neat. Um, I saw so I saw Paul in in a jacket and button up combo that I've seen Paul in a million different times. I've seen him photographed in that a million different times. And I know Paul has other jackets and other button ups, but he likes to be photographed in that particular combination. And so I made a joke at him because I like to poke at Paul on the internet. He's fun to make fun of. And he knows that I'm doing it in goodwill because we are friends and we talk about this stuff, not just on Twitter, but as you know, over text. And so Brighton just jumps in the middle of the conversation. Nobody asked for Brayden to be there. Nobody looking for Brayden to get a part of the conversation. I don't particularly care what Brayden has to say on the subject. And Brayden's trying to chop it up with the rest of us. And he just it just comes off as annoying. It comes off as, as, as hey, guys, uh, include me. And that's fine. You know, inclusion is fine, but not if it's annoying. <laughs> so... Um, I was, I was egging Paul and now Paul took it too far. Paul, Paul should not have told him to go back to begging for fill in shifts on the zone. That was awful. <laughs> that was an awful thing for Paul to say, but it was also very funny. <laughs> and so I'm allowed to laugh at that. Uh, Paul got really pissed at brain says, uh, says, uh, <laughs> got really pissed at brains this bookie yeah that's right uh pk is the godfather says Corey d jackson i do nobody has helped me professionally the way that paul kaharski has but this is another conversation for another day and perhaps uh perhaps was perhaps was something um perhaps was something perhaps is something we will talk about later on this week who knows stay tuned in the meantime let's do the gone viral video i've kept you long enough we've done one of the longest shows i think we've done in a while since like football season so with that being said the question that i have posed to you because producer reed sent me an exceptionally funny video today that i could not stop watching and it bears the question what two sports would be the worst to combine and i need you to think like Combine in terms of basketball. Basketball is the kind of thing that I'm referencing. What two sports would be the worst to combine? So if you were combining what? Uh, football and cricket or football, lacrosse and gymnastics or, uh, you know, basketball and baseball. 
what two sports would be the worst to combine? Because this video is something Mr. Aurelio knows exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. He knows exactly what I'm talking about on Periscope because I could not take my eyes off this thing. Tides for Life says tennis and hockey. Puka says baseball and soccer. Water polo and crochet, says Weston Rhodey. He's going off the board. I like that. Good answers. Uh, NASCAR and hockey, says Ken Kane. Focky, says Tom O'Dell. I got to be careful with that. I try not to drop an F. I don't think I've ever dropped an F-bomb on primetime, even though that's, you know, that's an upset, to be honest with you. Surprised I haven't dropped more F-bombs in my life. But Focky is something that I have to be careful with. Badminton and NASCAR, says Dirk Time. Relay log rolling, says Corey D. Jackson. My God, gymnastics and football would be fun, says Puka. Curling and football, according to James Henderson, curling backstroke for Lewis Chesney. Hockey and gymnastics be bad, says Puka. Well, you know what? All of all, all of those things are not as bad as the combination of, in the country of Russia, the combination of wrestling and basketball. was tweeted out by Sports Center earlier this afternoon. It is in the country of Russia, the combination of wrestling and basketball. You saw guys getting clothesline going for layups. You saw guys getting punched in the face almost as they're trying. I mean, it looked more like rug rugby on a basketball court. It's unbelievable. What the hell I watched. What two sports would be the worst possible combination, especially when you combine like 
producer Reed and I were talking about this, and Reed, you know, not to quote him directly, but was 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 saying, you know, I like to think that I was a good basketball player, but I don't think I could ever do that. And I'm telling you, my candy ass would be nowhere near anything like that. I don't do I don't do physical, okay? Like I <laughs> I am not going out there to get my ass kicked by a bunch a bunch of dude in in what are you, what are they called unitards or leotards or I'm sure there's a there's a term for wrestling uh wrestling singlets wrestling singlets with uh you know <laughs> somebody's package on my leg because they're wearing skin tight outfits and a ball that I'm trying to punch away for them <laughs> from them as I put them in a in a rear naked chokehold basketball and wrestling in Russia no less I think that's an important thing to note that it's in Russia because that brings with it just an just an extra just connotes an extra special kind of physicality that I think I would want no part of those by far and away would be the two worst sports to combine mind-blowing says Corey D Jackson Ty Waller is just laughing at me John Bertotti says oh my god this is terrible Mr. Aurelio, who called it from the jump, says, I watched this like five times today. Man, I could not take it off my eyes, or I could not take take my eyes off of it. It was too much. What the hell am I watching, says Hal Laws. You know what? That's totally fair. <laughs> Rassle ball, <laughs> says Ty Waller. Swimming and boxing, says Jordan Peace. Now, I feel like that would be, you know, you would physically hold up better. It would be harder to land a punch. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, yeah, that's the show. <laughs> that's the primetime show on a Tuesday night. Rassle ball. <laughs> In Russia, I'm not going to do a Russian accent. I feel like that would be borderline offensive. Vodka in the Gatorade says Graham. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so thank you as always for your participation. I I don't like. I feel like we had a fun show tonight. Like I feel we had. I feel I I feel like we have a good show every night. But I feel particularly like I enjoyed this show. So thank you for helping me enjoy this show with all of your great comments. Your participation is appreciated as always. There is no show without your guys. Comments driving this bad boy. Support the people who make this show free for you because it is free for you because of the uh, the fine folks at DraftKings Sportsbook, Two Rivers Ford, Gary Ashton Remax, and Brymac Mechanical. Great businesses who are here to provide you great customer service. Great 615 sessions, by the way. Speaking of great stuff, great content, 615 sessions up today on Shield Kapat with Shield Kapadia from The Athletic on all of the things happening in the AFC South. All of the things getting ready to happen for the Titans and free agency and J.J. Watt going west. That is available in your A to Z Sports podcast network feed. Remember, big announcement tomorrow. I hear there's also a big announcement on 104.5 The Zone. I saw all kinds of promotional stuff today as well. So, uh, you know, all I can say is let's see what happens. And we will talk about it tomorrow night at Wednesday or uh, at 8 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday. That's the day here on A to Z Sports Primetime. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I am going to enjoy the rest of my evening as well. And you know that I'm going to have all kinds of great stuff coming for you because you know, damn sure, the primetime show is over, but I'm not tired yet.